there are infinite possibilities of how you can arrange one's clothing to make a statement about who they are. And so the role that it serves is that we as fashion designers are able to create things that allow the masses to interpret them and to incorporate them into their sense of who they are. common misconception about fashion is that it's all about the runways, New York or Paris Fashion Week, luxury designers, and glamour. But there's so much more to fashion than what we see in The Devil Wears Prada. Now, don't get me wrong, that's one of my favorite movies. But fashion goes beyond apparel and dress. From a socio-political perspective, fashion is reflective of the times, and it can say a lot about the present. For example, if we think about the civil rights movement of the 60s, There was a rising trend amongst Black Americans to wear afros, which was also a signature look for the Black Panther Party, along with Black leather jackets, Black shades, and Cuban heels. So this militant look was an example of dress as a form of protest, or to make a statement. Looking at the current administration in the United States with issues of social justice and police brutality, it almost feels like a reemergence of the 1960s, for many Black people at least. There's also been a clear rise in slogan or statement dress from Black Lives Matter and Black by Popular Demand, shout out to HGC Apparel, to shirts that pay homage to Black activists or artists that we all admire. Their presence is undeniable and unlikely to go anywhere anytime soon. So one day I was on BuzzFeed and I found an article titled 21 Black-Owned Clothing and Accessory Brands You Need to Be Following. And I came across this brand called Beautiful in Every Shade. So the website, it stated that the brand seeks to transform the way everyday people from around the world look at themselves and others. And I think that's a great message. After browsing that website, it led me to another brand called Black Men Smile, which also had a very inspiring message about social consciousness and creativity. Both of these amazing projects were created by a man named Carlton Mackey. So who is Carlton Mackey? So he's the creator of both Black Men Smile and Beautiful in Every Shade Apparel. And he's also the author of a book called 50 Shades of Black, Sexuality and Skin Tone in the Formation of Identity. He's the director of the Ethics and the Arts Program and associate director of the Ethics and Servant Leadership Program at the Emory University Center for Ethics in Atlanta, Georgia. It's a mouthful. (laughs) But he's also an adjunct professor in the Department of Film and Media Studies. So while he has many titles, he's also a community advocate, activist, artist, and father of one. And he's also with us today. So introducing our special guest for Black in Fashion, Mr. Carlton Mackey. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. So now that I've given everyone a brief biography of who you are, I want you to share what inspired you to start these projects that you have with Black Men Smile and Beautiful in Every Shade. I'll start with Beautiful in Every Shade because it came first. It was the first brand that I created that had an accompanying, let's just say, statement T. I guess it was, I didn't know to really call it that at the time, but it it bore the mark of the brand and the message that I was trying to express. It was an outgrowth of my desire to explore and to celebrate the spectrum of Black identity and to celebrate Blackness 
as a spectrum and to be inclusive of identities outside of simply the African-American facet of blackness. It had in its aim a desire to celebrate blackness across the diaspora, to be inclusive of Afro-Latino identity, um, African identity, the African-American identity, and across shades. And particularly when we think about how blackness is formed at the intersection of the African identity and the whole host of other people that Africans have encountered, both out of their own desire and forcefully. So the descendants of enslaved Africans in America look a whole host of ways, as do Africans who've been colonized all over the world. And to also celebrate the spectrum of blackness as it relates to black sexuality, to be inclusive of the varying forms in which black people express who they are and the people who they love. And that's where the book Fifty Shades of Black came from. It was, the title itself started off as kind of a tongue-in-cheek play on Fifty Shades of Grey. I wanted to include a conversation about sexuality. So the subtitle of Fifty Shades of Black is Sexuality and Skin Tone in the Formation of Identity. And the phrase beautiful in every shade was just a way of saying that if there are 50 shades of black, we are beautiful right. in every one of those shades. I reached out to a dear friend and an amazing photographer, Chris Charles, who is the creator of um, a brand called, a company called Creative Silence, who designed the logo. And we put it into the world and it just caught fire. And I guess it led you to seeing it on BuzzFeed. Right. That's the story of beautiful in every shade in a nutshell. Um, Got you. Leaving out a whole lot, but in a nutshell. All right. And what inspired the creation of Black Men Smile? Was it sort of a derivative of Beautiful in Every Shade or was it something completely separate? It was something completely separate, actually. It grew out of a desire to leverage my creative power and and an idea that I had, particularly at a time of deep sorrow, I think, and deep frustration and confusion among so many Black folks. It was 2014 when it was created, and and Black Men Smile was created one month after Mike Brown was murdered. Mm. And so here we are in this era of anger, frustration, during an era of active resistance. And I wanted to create something to stand alongside the resistance movement while placing an emphasis on something other than our death and dying. Black Men Smile was was really an asset-based approach of celebrating the very people who and the identities of the very people who we were seeing laid on the streets who time after time after time during that period we were seeing in videos strangled murdered shot for no reason other than their identity as as african descendant people and this message was created as a way of really fostering a new conversation. It was designed to be a reclamation of our identities and something to celebrate the way we see ourselves, knowing that how other people see us can be quite different. But how can we celebrate the way we see ourselves and how can we reclaim the beauty of ourselves, the strength of ourselves and reclaim our joy in the midst of such a time of sorrow? Right. Definitely understandable. So it's basically taking that stereotype that perspective of what it is to be black a black man or just a black person in america and sort of creating something to actively i'll say go against the grain of that perception mm-hmm. create a counter narrative is, is how i 
often describe it as right. So what purpose does fashion sort of serve to you when you think about apparel, but also just when you think about lifestyle, the cultural climate, things that are going on in society? How does how does fashion sort of serve you in that sense? I read somewhere and I believe it to be true that fashion is one of the oldest forms of artistic expression. What I like about fashion as a, as a form of artistic expression is that it's an accessible form where people who otherwise wouldn't consider themselves artists per se, who may not have a talent to create some other form of visual art through a medium that we often designate as the kinds of art that mm-hmm. you can express. So photography, painting, filmmaking. But fashion, even outside of those who create the apparel, fashion can be used by anyone to give others a sense of who they are, what is important to them. And if we even try to break down this term style, it can give others a sense of how this person who they're observing, their fashion, how they move in the world. And I like it because there are infinite possibilities of how you can arrange one's clothing to make a statement about who they are. And so the role that it serves is that we as fashion designers are able to create things that allow the masses to interpret them and to incorporate them into their sense of who they are. One of the most exciting things to me is seeing people wear apparel that I've created Mm -hmm. and to see the myriad ways that they use it to express and the occasions that they use it to express themselves. I mean, when we think about statement tees, I've seen my apparel worn at events and at things where I can assure you that someone made a conscious decision that I'm going to wear this tee to this thing. So the number of times I've seen my stuff show up in Afropunk feeds, the number of people who wore it to the premiere of Black Panther, the number of people who've worn Black Men Smile or Beautiful Never Shade shirts to marches, the number of times um, just today I got an email from someone saying, yo, I saw your shirt in a music video. And you don't show up on the set of a music video with just whatever you happen to be wearing. Like mm. you're like, this is going to be seen. That's it's going to be on YouTube. This is what I want to wear. And so clothing and particularly statement tees outside of the cut, outside of, you know, how it's designed, even if those things aren't kind of pushing the envelope, a person can show up on the scene. And if their shirt is saying something, just like you walked up and you had um, Nina, you're wearing a Nina Simone shirt. I immediately it immediately gave me a sense of where you place your value. It immediately gave me a sense of your boldness and your connection to an aspect or facet of your identity. It immediately told me something about your curatorial nature of and, and the more limited they are. It's like, oh, where did you get that? It said something about you outside of a million other indicators that I could have used to determine something about your identity. Right. And that makes it such a crucial and critical and valuable part of making a statement about who we are that people can see without even ever asking us a question. And that's something that I would say, you know, in the debate of whether or not fashion is considered a form of art or not, one thing that the two mediums definitely share in common is a form of communication. Absolutely. Um, So, 
I think you definitely hit on that point. So tell me, what were some obstacles that you faced as you were building the brand? Like, was there, did you have a certain end goal at Meyer? Did things just sort of happen unexpectedly? What what sort of obstacles did you face? There are always challenges, you know. Um, some of the technical challenges are just sourcing, like, technically, right? Yeah, I don't even know if this is where you're going, but they're technical challenges around sourcing your materials. The trial and error of working with different if you choose to work with different um, merchants or vendors to create your product, like you may design it, you may know exactly what you want it to look like. You may have your Photoshop file in the exact same format that they're asking for, but you, in some cases you have to send it off to a company to have it made or to have your stencil made or just challenges of figuring that out. I was very fortunate to work with a team of amazing people in the beginning, in the conceptual phase to get out my ideas but those can be challenges. There's also the challenge that I faced with Beautiful in Every Shade in particular that was around identifying the market, identifying the community or the audience that I was trying to reach and being versatile and open to the possibility of broadening that market. And what I mean by that is when the Beautiful in Every Shade shirt came out, you know, the statement can be t- interpreted multiple ways. And so I'd mm-hmm. often get the question by people of varying races, you know. Some people would ask and some people would, would just buy it and I'd see them in it. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, one of those like, oh, <laughs> not necessarily talking to you, but you right. know. But then I had one of these moments, you know, as you mentioned, I'm a professor here at Emory and I had one of these, I had a moment. A student came by my office who was not black. She is from India. Mm-hmm. In a nutshell, what she was saying was that she felt like her parents were going to be definitely have something to say about how dark she had gotten while she was in college or mm-hmm. over the last year. And I stopped and I thought about, wow, like here she is self-conscious about having gotten dark and knowing that the comments that her, her family was going to make were not going to be flattering. Right. I'm more keenly aware than ever of how that form of oppression has impacted more than just African descendant people, people whose lands have been colonized across the globe and people who have been affected by European standards of beauty that have been ultimately and in almost every facet imposed upon society writ large, they're affected. And the message is important. So the challenge of figuring out, do I open up in my marketing and my messaging, ultimately in my branding strategy, do I incorporate a broader audience? Mm-hmm. And that was really a question that I, that I was faced with and that I ultimately landed on, particularly with Beautiful, not with Black Men Smile, but with Beautiful in Every Shade, realizing that this is a message for Black and Brown people, you know, across a number of spectrums of identity, but mm-hmm. it really... It has proven to be an important message and a valuable one um, for other communities. And that was a challenge that I faced. 
And that makes sense, especially, well, like, first off, yes, colorism is very real. And I think that does sound like a challenge that's likely to come up just because, you know, whenever you do create something, you have your own intent and your own bias in mind, sort of like this, I'm creating this for for us, Mm -hmm. for, you know, people that I know understand my perspective. But then you'd be surprised at how colorism can impact people in places you never even would have thought about. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, different shades come from all sorts of places. And one thing that a lot of people, especially darker skinned people, have in common is the oppression they get as a result. Mm-hmm. So I definitely get how that would have been a challenge. I probably would have been completely like, oh, wow, yeah, I never would have thought about yeah, that. Th- not going in, yeah. But that does make sense. It, it would it would allow you to sort of open up your market and, and sort of allow other people, no matter their background or space, to em- embrace the idea mm-hmm. that, their color, their skin tone is beautiful regardless. Mm-hmm. So tell me, is there anything that you that you wish you would see more of when it comes to, I'll say, fashion or just styling in general, whether it be what you see in Atlanta, what you see on television, just anything you wish you saw more of or anything that you feel like you see too much of? I mean, it's so interesting, and, and and the reason I'm not trying to cop out of this answer, I, I think what I'm what I'm struggling with is learning to appreciate and value difference mm-hmm. in a way that is an authentic appreciation to see difference as difference and not as less than. And I and to be honest, you know, I run into sometimes I see stuff and I'm like, yo, that's whack. Like, why are they even? But I try. I'm trying not to do that mm-hmm. because essentially. I can just make what I think is dope. Right. And my version of dope just might not be what someone else's is. Mm -hmm. And where I've been successful to the ways that you would call what I've done success, you know, and and I make no claims about my own success. I Mm -hmm. think, you know, we'll let history of time or what stats say, whatever that is. But I think my secret has been I make things that I think are dope. Right. And... I put them into the universe. As I catch the idea, I try to also catch the courage to put it out there. And the people who are kindred and think it's dope will get it. Mm -hmm. And those that don't, you know, won't. And so many other people are doing that, that, and they're successful because whoever they find kindred are doing it. Like I might not think that the oversized sweatshirt tie-dye look that Kanye (laughs) is rocking is the jump off, but clearly people do. So I kind of am like, we have so many options right now. I feel humbled to be out of the millions. It's not even thousands. It's not even hundreds of thousands. It's millions of options right now. Mm -hmm. And among all those options, you know, I I can't be mad at nobody. In part, and it's humbling because out of all those millions of options, I think the point I was going to make is that I'm considered among those that are dope by a lot of people. People are making conscious decisions to give me money to send them product. I mean, and and really, when you think of it in like a a stripped down level like that, that's just a humbling position to be in. I mean, you found out about me through a BuzzFeed post. I mean, to narrow that down to 20 out of how many statement tees there are. <laughs> right. So I don't even have no room to be mad at nobody. Um, I'm just grateful to be in the position that I'm in and I hope I can keep making stuff that people want to ride with. That's very fair. I like that answer. (laughs) And so 
I guess my last question. So what sort of advice would you give to any young creatives or entrepreneurs that want to pursue their own passion through some form of art or expression? If it's on you, give it a fair shot. Give it a fair shot of bringing it to life. I read this somewhere. It's a, just a three word quote. I can't remember who said it, but um, I think it was a female. I just remember seeing the name next to the quote, but it just says art requires courage. And it requires courage to engage with it, to consume it. And it certainly requires courage to create it. So my advice would be if you catch a wind of inspiration and it keeps you up or it wakes you up or you can't stop thinking about it, find the courage to just give it a shot to bring it to life. You know, you don't have to invest every dime that you have, but just just make a prototype, make something so that it can be seen, so that you can embody that idea, so that you can have an artifact of an idea. Because ideas are these nebulous things. And what, what moving forward and having the courage to create it does is it makes it real. And in the process of translating that idea to bringing it to form, there's so many things that you may learn that may not even be about the end result. and But what you'll learn in the process will provide you the... I think the ingredients that are that are going to be necessary for so many other things that you mm-hmm. could give birth to. Catch the courage to believe enough in the idea to bring it to life. And when you do, I can promise that you are not the only person who will think it's dope. There are people who are waiting on you to create something that they wish they had created. Or that is an extension of how they see themselves, that they will just appreciate that, wow, someone was weird enough, crazy enough, thought different enough to make something that was that sounded like me, that smelled like me, that looked like me. And they'll appreciate you for it. And that is very, very solid advice. I want to thank you so much for participating in this episode. Um, you can follow Carlton on Instagram at Carlton Mackey, that's Carlton, C-A-R-L-T-O-N, Mackey, M-A-C-K-E-Y, one word. You'll also be able to find his handles to Black Men Smile and Beautiful in Every Shade and Fifty Shades of Black. All of those handles are spelled as they sound if you want to give them a follow. Um, You have any closing words for us today? I give thanks. I give thanks to the creator for ideas to create and being the source of all of these ideas and, and and I just appreciate you for hearing about what I did and seeing it and following up to give me an opportunity to speak on it. And thank you so much once again for participating on this episode. All right, you all, that's our episode for this week. We'll see you next time. You can find Black and Fashion on Instagram and Twitter at B-L-K-N-F-S-H-N. Again, that's B-L-K-N-F-S-H-N, just like the logo. Thank you for listening.